Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Hey, hey, greetings, everyone. Greetings. And I know you're probably saying it before I say it. Favorite time of the week. It is. I have to say it every time. Favorite time of the week. Tuesdays, and it is Being Brown at Work Live with your girl, Linda Talaferro. And did I not tell you, you saw all the little posts and everything. This is going to be a fabulous conversation. So we're not going to delay it because I know all of you want to know the nuances, the uniqueness, the uh, secret sauce around navigating the corporate landscape. So we're going to jump right in and I'm going to introduce you to this fabulous woman that I had the honor and pleasure of meeting in 2015, spring after I started Meritor. We just got that straight just before I clicked the live button. So Robin Markhart, in 2008, she launched AHA Leadership LLC a boutique leadership development organization that is passionate about filling the world with leaders worth following. The team serves hundreds of small, medium, and large global organizations and a wide range of industries, including automotive, franchise food, construction, manufacturing insurance, veterinary medicine, and nonprofit. Robin has 20 years of practical leadership experience. She held senior leadership positions in operations, sales, and HR. See, ladies, no joke. Her specialty was turning around troubled business units and starting new businesses from scratch. As a leader in a Fortune 500 company, she created the foundation for two startup business units that ultimately generated over $150 million annually. Bottom line, she knows what it takes to lead effectively and drive results. Over the past 10 years, Robin has successfully coached over 300 leaders to achieve their growth objectives. This includes directors, vice presidents, and C-suite execs in global organizations. When you talk to Robin, it doesn't take long to feel her passion for continuous improvement and be inspired to grow as a strong leader. She is an excellent communicator and customers commend her, her and her team on their ability to deliver. She has built a strong team of practitioners and strives to practice what she preaches. Together, they deliver simple, actionable leadership training that moves the needle on results. Robin is passionate about sharing her time, talent, and treasure. She actively serves in her local community is a member of her church leadership team. Robin created a program called Backpack Buddies and over the past 10 years has coordinated the donation of 10,000 backpacks throughout Metro Detroit. So 
I mean, do you get why I had to have this fabulous woman as a guest of Being Brown Live at work? Robin, thank you. Thank you You're for joining welcome. me. So fun to be here. Thanks, Linda. Yes, I, was, I always is... love our conversation. So this is going to be fun. I know. I love it. So like I said, when, when, when I opened up, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you in 2015 when I started in the role that I have today right. at Meritor. And, you know, immediately we connected, you know, because of your passion, because of the fact that you just flat out get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and because I, after learning more about you and what I had heard about you, I knew that you would make a difference in my world and also in my team. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Robin, it's so important, the conversation we're going to have today, because as women and you and I have had this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, irrespective of industry, and you've seen quite a few, we have some challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are just some nuances that exist for women today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why don't we just open up, Robin? I'm going to take you back a little bit because you actually was a business unit leader mm-hmm. and you did turnarounds yeah. and you even started up companies. So give us a little perspective from that view, that time in your career as yeah. a woman and some of the challenges you were facing. So um, it's interesting because I never went to school to turn around business units. That was not my ultimate objective, but I I had a marketing background and my dad was an entrepreneur. So I've always had entrepreneurship in my blood. I mean, I just was raised in a no work, no pay family. That's just how life was. And what I learned through probably my third role in an organization, I started on a marketing role. And then my second role was a little bit of a taste of operations, which I really didn't know what operations was. And in this particular organization, it was everything between sales and manufacturing. So you sell something, then it has to go through an operations function, and then it goes on to manufacturing. Okay. And so what I, what I didn't know starting out was I didn't know what I was good at. And I learned very quickly that I was very good at building relationships. And I think part of that's my personality. And through a couple of positions I took, I was asked to take on different challenges and be responsible for departments that I really had no expertise in, which frankly, I thought that was a major disadvantage And what I will tell all of you ladies is that that's an advantage. And the Mm. reason that's an advantage is because you have to rely on building your relationships and working through other people. I thought I was at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. because I didn't know. Well, I knew the big picture. I knew the people or I, I chose to build relationships with the people. And then I had to work through the strength of those relationships to actually execute. Makes yes. sense? Yeah, total sense. So what you're saying is you weren't the expert at every piece of what it took to be successful in that role. Correct, right? which was terrifying at, at the beginning <laughs> because I thought I have no experience. Like I'm not the expert. Right. I don't have any clue what I'm doing. Right. And I and, and of course, that's how I felt inside. That's not sure, what sure, I said. Sure, sure, sure. But, but 
I actually look back now and I think that was actually an advantage because I yes. think sometimes you're at a disadvantage when you do know everything. Yes, 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 yes. Because and, and I so I so agree with that, Robin. I mean, and, and I'd like to dig into that a little bit because, you know, I know that a lot of the women that I work with and a lot of the women probably listening here or that send me messages, they're really struggling because they are so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. They're so good at what they do uh-huh. and they don't understand why they're not getting tapped for that next opportunity, be it leading a major initiative, be it a promotion. So, yeah. you know, talk a little bit about that. I mean, we, we tend to be so we do that as women, though. I mean, we, we get kind know. of myopic. Yes. Right. Yes. So I, I want to address that from taking a step back myself. Cause I think I put the blinders on. Mm. I re- remember the old let's make a deal days where what's mm-hmm. behind door number one, what's yeah, behind yeah, door yeah. number two, what's behind door number three. I yeah. had this perception that that's how I, I, that's what I thought was kind of happening from a career standpoint. If I said I wanted this job, well, I don't know what's behind door number one, meaning I don't know if that person that is currently in that job is going to be there for 10 years. I don't know if they're going to be there for 10 months or 10 days because we don't know. Right. Right. And so what I learned was first get really comfortable with what it is you enjoy, you add value to, and you're good at delivering results on Mm -hmm. get really clear and self-aware on those things. Right. Yes, yes. Yes. And then once you're clear about that, don't be afraid of what's behind door number one, what's behind door number two and what's behind door number three, because you have no idea what's going on with succession planning. You have no idea what's going on with other people's career objectives. True. You just don't know. True. True. You don't. And, and the best advice somebody ever gave me, and this is when I was 23 years old and I give this all the time is make yourself replaceable. So going to the moving, if I want to move up, down, across, if I want to move, the very first thing I need to do is make sure that somebody is trained in my position to do my position and make myself replaceable. Now, for a second, you could think, well, wait a minute, that's dangerous. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that? Well, the reason you do that is because if you're not replaceable, then you can't, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. Right? Yes, ma'am. Best advice to 23 years old. Yes, ma'am. So as soon as I figured that out, it's like, okay, so get myself replaceable. Then I also learned to another point that you just made was it's okay to take some risk and go outside your comfort zone or your, your lane. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Somebody said to me, um, he was one of my very first vice presidents. I remember I got in my nice suit and I went in his office and I'm sitting on his couch and and we had this convert career conversation and, and basically what happened was he believed in me more than I believed in myself. Wow. And he said, Robin, if you want a director position, you have got to have more experience than just moving up through the marketing chain of command. Wow. And here is why our company is not based on just marketing. Just yes, marketing. we're a marketing services company, but yes. you got to understand operations and manufacturing. And so I need you to do some of these other moves. And oh, by the way, they're lateral moves. Uh-huh. Did I get paid more to do some of those moves? No, I did not. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. But I got more yeah. experience so that I could eventually move up the organization. 
Makes That's sense. Awesome. Oh, that makes total sense, Robin. And it key, I mean, I think it's extremely critical that you, the fact that you shared having that wider breadth of experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what's extremely valuable. But the key that I picked up in what you shared is you didn't know that till you were sitting in somebody's office. And they cared enough about your career growth, saw something in you to share that with you. And that's based on relationships. Absolutely. Based on relationships. Mm -hmm. So let's really dig into this, Robin. And you and I have had these conversations Mm -hmm. because of who we are, women, Mm -hmm. but two different types of women, Mm -hmm. black woman here, white woman Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. we've had these, I mean, great conversations. And you've even given me, you know, perspectives that I thought were extremely thought provoking. I mean, because it's it's always, I think, refreshing to get a different perspective and mm-hmm. to understand that we can create our own issues. And you've heard me say oh, that yeah. often, right? Oh, that yeah. we can get in our own way. Mm-hmm. And as black and brown women, you know, and you guys that listen to me a lot, you know, I say it, we tend to get in our own way because we create this situation or this scenario that Okay, because I am a black and brown woman and because biases exist and because microaggressions happen, Mm -hmm. I therefore cannot have success in my corporate ladder climb. Mm -hmm. I just can't. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I'm I'm resolute to that fact. Yes, Mm -hmm. I give up. I'm Mm -hmm. resolute to that fact. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I want I want your perspective when you hear that being said, because you've coached, I'm sure, leaders that look like myself that probably had that in the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, hopefully they shared it openly with you mm-hmm. or you may have seen things mm-hmm. happen in, in, in your experiences. Share a little bit from your perspective why that is so limiting. That mindset is so limiting. Mm-hmm. It is very limiting. I think, well... Oh gosh, there's so many directions I could go on this. So, and the reason I say that is, is because I've coached black and brown women. Mm-hmm. I've also coached people who lead black and black mm-hmm. and brown women. Yeah. And so that's two different sides of the coin that exactly. is is very interesting. So I want to talk about maybe both sides of that if we. Could. I would love it. Yes. So yes. so I think the first thing is getting in your own head. I think that first of all, we all do it. Yeah. And I can't speak directly to being a black a brown woman, obviously, but I can understand exactly how that could happen. Yes. And I, I think that we got to be really careful not to write our own story based on a experience. Yes, there it is. There are situations that happen. There are people that say things. I just did it yesterday on my team with my own, with my own team members. And I said, somebody said, Hey, I'll give you the exact scenario. They said, Hey, in it, we were in a team meeting and the question was, can we not be disturbed at all on vacation? And that's a reasonable request, quite frankly. It is. However, in this particular situation, sometimes we have customers. So what we do is we schedule yeah. leadership development for a living. So if I'm working with a customer selling a program and I'm trying to secure a date, I might need an answer from you who are on vacation. Can I book this date or can I book this date? That's really the context. Okay. And the, and the point is we had a discussion about it. It was a conflict. I will say uncomfortable conversation. And I think there was some in my head discussion that was, 
Well, the reason you're asking me is because of the story I'm writing for myself is you think I'm at taking too much vacation mm. or whatever story yeah, I'm yeah, writing yeah, for yeah, myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is not the case. So I guess where I'm going with that example is that there are, there are factual things that happen every day. Yes. Some of them are direct and true and some yeah. of them are misconstrued. Yes, 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 yes. And I think it's difficult to figure out which is which. But the key, I think you said, Robin, is not making that your story. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not making that your story. I have, I mean, I've often said, and I, and I have experienced it in my career, whether it's sexism, racism, whatever it is, mm -hmm. who's ever exuding that or walking in that, that's their issue. I refuse to put it in my wagon and push and pull it. Therefore, it doesn't become my story. I don't walk in the room saying to everybody, hey, I'm the black girl in the room. You know, I'm, that's not. Yeah. I okay. Let me ask room. you, why yes. don't you do that? Let's, let's, let's pull that apart a little bit. If yes. you, or if you did do that, what would that look like? What would that look like? Exactly. And if I did do that, what would that look like? I have a chip on my shoulder. Cause I can tell you what it's looked like. I've helped okay. mentees with it. You have a chip on your shoulder. You therefore, everything that's said, you find a tilted reason behind it. Oh, it's this. Oh, they meant that. Oh, this person's talking about me. Then you start to become someone no one wants around. That, I mean, because you've created that narrative, you decided that's your story. No, so my story. Go ahead. So what's happening is if you start thinking through the filters or you start observing every comment through that filter, then your body language becomes, yes. you know, like you leave, you put off a weird vibe or you, you give a weird facial expression exactly. or a body. You may say not a word, word. but we all know that there's vibe and, and yes, body language is a absolutely. big part of the story. And then it does come kind of true. It oh, can it come true. Then it comes true. It does come true. I've seen it happen too many times. So therefore, I choose to show up as the leader as this, as all those other things. And well, I happen to be a black woman, right? It's all in right. how you show up and walk it out. Robin, talk a bit about the flip side. Okay. So you coach people who lead black and brown people. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. So I think right now for all the right reasons, the radar is on and everyone is very aware and conscientious of learning and being observant and choosing your words wisely as to not make any inappropriate or unintentional comments that completely ruin the situation. Because right. I'm not saying that the the comment, well, actually, I don't necessarily believe that. I think some comments are intentional and oh, that's yeah. very sad. Oh, there's no doubt about it. That's, that's It's just very sad. Um, yeah. But what I will tell you is I do believe that the majority of people that I'm talking to, at least I can tell you are, are sensitive and conscientious, but they're almost feeling a little bit overwhelmed by, mm -hmm. okay, now I don't know what to say. Yeah, sure. sure. And I don't know and, how and to then, say it. Yeah. And there's going to be that for a while, but more of the, more of the, and I think we'll, we'll work through that. And, the, and mm -hmm. to your point, you, you ask questions, you make mistakes, you learn, you grow, you keep moving. The, the, what I really wanted to kind of focus on though is, 
opportunities, right? And positioning ourselves as black and brown women for those opportunities and the benefit or uh, the approach that should be taken so that we can be considered, seen, uh, you know, are there any like recommendations you would give around building those relationships and why it's important and how you should do it. And the fact that, yes, there's sensitivity today, unfortunately, because of a horrific incident, but you're right. It's, it's, it's necessary. It's needed. Does it move beyond just not making sure you don't say the wrong thing to being intentional about, uh, viewing your team equally, creating opportunities for everyone, you know, doing the right thing from that perspective. Are you seeing that shift take place? It to- absolutely am. And, and I guess here's the key thing. Here's the advice that I would give. It's all, it is all about building relationships. Yeah. yeah. And so a couple of key things to understand is, and I'm putting my operations hat on, right? No, please do. Yes. So I move into my operations role. I'm in charge of sales, IT, customer service, and I have to work through a manufacturing division. I'm not responsible, but I have to work with them in yeah. order to get something done. One of the very first things that was critically important is understand upstream and downstream from my role. What are the key things that I can do to help clear the path to help make them successful? Or what are the clear things that I can do to make the next team successful in this, you know, succession and make it easy for them? And it's really as simple as going to lunch with people. Yes. Or having a coffee or or going one-on-one. And it's just literally about sitting down and getting to know somebody as a human being first and foremost and understanding their world. What are their challenges? What are their, what are their, what's happening in their world? What are, what, What's going on? What are the biggest problems they're trying to overcome? What are their goals that they're yes, trying to accomplish? Exactly, exactly. And once you understand that, it's about helping each other. There you go. You connect. You find something that you can connect with, right? Uh-huh. And then you help them, and in turn, they help you. Yes. And then they. next thing you know, you got this advocator when you're not in the room because you have established that connection. Yes. You help them overcome an issue. Yes. And they're in the room, and they hear about an opportunity, and they say, well, you know what? I think Robin would be good for that. That's Boom. right. And I think an important point is when we're helping each other, the most important thing you need to do is help first. Yes. We have to be the ones who help first. Yes. We are not owed anything. That's hard. You know, that's hard. It is hard. That's hard. That's a mindset shift. But it's the right thing to do. It's a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift because Mm -hmm. the the quickest thing or the easiest thing or the, the common thing is, Oh, well, if I help you do that, what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, well, they never helped me. Why am I going to help them? Mm-hmm. That, it's that. It, it, mm-hmm. it truly mm-hmm. is that. And I have I have lived exactly what you're talking about, Robin, which I think is the difference. Right. You have to shift your mindset around how can I show up? as that authentic leader in Mm -hmm. every aspect of the meaning, right? Mm -hmm. Which is some of that, which you just talked about. Exactly, it's some of that. And then therefore, people will lean your way a whole lot more often than they will not. That's for sure. I totally agree with that. I love love what you just said. Well, and I think to lean into the mindset shift even a little bit more, I think that Sometimes we might need to help once, twice, three times Mm. and completely 
just ignore the help back. Like just, you can't think wow. about that part. It it's a, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but I think a lot of leadership is counterintuitive. Yeah. You know, you're, is. you're stronger when you're more vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yes. That's counterintuitive it is. unless you you're really right. start practicing some of that. And the same thing is the more you will get more help when you help more, when you help more. Yeah. But that's true. If you give the vibe and we have a vibe that I'm helping you with the intention of getting help, there, people are going to pick that up. Oh, yeah. They'll pick it up in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I mean, they pick it up quickly. Catherine made a very good point. She said the observation about body language reflecting the filter you choose to see through is a new one for her. See, Robin, so, so glad you said that. Mm -hmm. She loved that because that is so true, Catherine. That's why this conversation is so important because mm -hmm. we have to really own as women uh, when we, and it's really anyone, but let's be honest, mm -hmm. we have more of the challenges, more of the roadblocks. And if we create more for ourselves than mm -hmm. the ones that already exist, that makes this corporate thing even more challenging. So I'm so glad you found benefit in that, Catherine. Because I know I had to work on that years ago. And you can, if you, if you choose the wrong story, you tell yourself, you're going, it's going to show. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're human. It is going to show. Don't you think we also, as women, have this fear of being, having too much body language? Let me give you a specific situation. So yeah. we have that, that fear of being perceived as too tough or too, you know. Yeah. Or if you're me, you don't be angry, black woman. Let's be real. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there's a difference between self-assured yeah. and yes. self-assured is confident in your own skin. Yes. My self-assured look is not going to be the same as your self-assured yes, look, Linda, exactly. which is not going to be the same as somebody who's great at analyzing spreadsheets all day. <laughs> I am not an analytical person. Right. I'm a right. more verbal person. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is, is that we all have an element of self-assuredness. Yes. And we need to realize that being self-assured is not the same as the B word. Yes, it's not. They're totally two different things. Mm -hmm. Totally do two different things. And I think what's really important in delineating that is the, is the fact that you need to establish your brand. What is your unique persona? Mm -hmm. And then you've got to walk that out on a regular basis. You've got to be consistent. Consistency. With it, right? Yes. You, you, you've got to be consistent with it. And then therefore people then know when they look at you, yeah, okay, Linda's thinking, or, I mean, I've had people say to me, you know, I know that look, Linda, you know what I'm saying? Because oh, they I do. To know me. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've right. had the same thing. Robin, yeah. I know exactly when you're not listening to exactly. me because you do something, I do exactly. something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because people get to know you, they pay mm -hmm. attention to you. And Which so goes that's back to relationships. It goes back to relationships. You know, I know my audience, they're probably so tired of that word that begins with an R. But I tell you guys, see, this is what I'm saying as we get ready to wrap up this session. This has been a phenomenal session. But I'm t I tell you guys, relationships are truly everything. And so navigating the corporate landscape. And so, Robin, we've got about five minutes left. Mm -hmm. If you were to give, I don't know, I won't give you a number, three to five, whatever it is, mm -hmm. points that you want to leave people with and navigating the corporate landscape, which you would highly recommend they implement and consider, what would they be? Okay, so my number one is relationships equal results. The more and stronger Love the relationships it. you have, the better results you will get.
relationships equals results. And I would even ask you and ask everyone on the call tonight to think through strategically each one of their relationships as they tie to key projects and objectively evaluate how strong are each of those relationships. Because if you rate your relationships on key projects you're working on and you kind of think through, okay, how strong is that relationship? I bet there is an exact correlation between the strength of that relationship and the results. Oh, I love that. So that's number one. Number two is I think we need to constantly think about delivering value. And delivering value could go back to the point that we made about in terms of helping other people. Delivering value is not necessarily always your own results. It could be removing a roadblock for somebody. It could be helping somebody achieve their results. That's delivering value. So that's the second thing. And my third is perfect your communication skills. Now, I realize that's almost an unattainable objective. I'm constantly working on it myself. But continuously focus on how you communicate in a written form how you communicate verbally and communication is the whole package. It's body language. It's your choice of words. It's how your message is received by others. You know, you, you said something, Linda, that I'll, I'll point out and wrap up the communication point with. Sometimes we know we're doing something and sometimes I'll say, you know what? I know I'm giving you this funny look and I'm the reason I'm giving you this funny look is because I'm really thinking about that. So if you can give me just a second, I just want to process that for a moment or I wait a minute. I know I just went really fast and I need to, let me back up. I can tell maybe my message didn't sound the way I meant. Let me back up and let me try that again. Yeah. Kind of acknowledging it. But when you hear that voice in your head say, Robin, you just went too fast. They totally, it went right over their head. Literally say out of your mouth. I think I just went too fast. Let me try that again. So that the other person knows. Yes. That you know. Beautiful. Yeah. That's that you acknowledge it. Just because if you don't, the impression that you've left could be totally unintendedly negative. And the story you're telling in your head is, oh my gosh, you just went too fast. And now they're looking at you and you're looking at them. And now it's creating this weird thing. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love all three of those, Robin. Thank you so much again for joining me on Being Brown at Work Live. It has been invaluable conversation. Thank all of you that joined me and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.